And that's when I really realized like so much of my identity and worth and everything was tied up into me being a wife and a mom. And like, if I do everything right, I can avoid heartache and I'm, I'm valuable. And it's like, no, it rains on the just and the unjust things happen. And it's how you respond and how you react. Welcome to the Let's Start Health podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. We live in a noisy world, and this space is intended to bring you clarity, enrich your bank of wellness knowledge, and inspire you to kickstart your journey to healing body, mind, and soul. I'll be interviewing industry professionals and bringing you raw, real, and personal stories of healing through gut health, intuitive eating, and the power of the abundance mindset. Thank you so much for tuning in and getting curious. Your journey to healing starts now. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Start Health, a podcast where we share the vulnerable conversations needed to educate and inspire you on your journey to optimize health. I am your host, gut health coach, Chelsea Haynes, and today, I believe this is our third series of our cousin coffee chat, so I have here my cousin and podcast editor aficionado, <laughs> Pamela Rojas. <laughs> we need to have, we need to like start adding some um, sound better. effects. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited about our conversation today because we're going to kind of carry over from our last conversation where we started talking a little bit about mental health and medication and stigmas around medicine and kind of the different dogmas that we kind of have to break when it comes to mental health in this day and age. And Pam, you have been just on such an amazing transformative journey over the last few years. I've, I've seen it in you. I know that you feel it in you and your shares and just the confidence that you exude now, I would say is almost like a different person than a couple years back. Would you say? Oh, I, oh, definitely. Yeah. I think that, um, we talked about religion a lot last time and, um, we talked about, you know, cause I grew up Christian, you grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, for me, like as an adult taking on um, that lifestyle, it's it's really, and especially becoming a parent has forced me to say, what do I believe and why? And how do I want to raise my children? What, what are just legalistic rules? And what are things that are like, what the Bible is saying, you know, what's man-made and what's really got from God. And so that's been kind of like the journey that I've been on in the last, I would say year, um, along with fitness and health and taking care of myself. Um, so in 2015, I became, uh, well, I became a stepmom right away, right out of the gate when I got married in 2010. <laughs> and then in 2015, I had my son, um, and I kind of just got lost in being a mom, um, being a wife, of course. And um, looking back, I, it's interesting. I, I had this conversation with my husband. I think that I was, in, I was codependent in an unhealthy way. And I didn't see that until now, like looking back, obviously hindsight's 2020. And so 
you know, just to give you that little bit of a background of who I was, it was like my whole identity and who I was was wrapped up in Mm. my doing for my husband. And, and it was really to the point of being unhealthy of like, Oh, I don't want to upset him or like I would avoid conflict or like I would quiet my voice um, because I was trying to be submissive, you know, and that's what I grew up under. And, and yes, there is something to be said about that, but it's, you submit to kind of like to one another, you know what I'm saying? It's not like a ball and chain, if you will, you know? Right. I'm pretty sure that's not what God made marriage to be. (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's supposed to be a certain, it's serving each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and, and my parents do that. So I'm not sure where along the lines I got that kind of mixed up, but Mm -hmm. um, it just, I just did. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm an empath. I feel very deeply with everything that I am. And so it's very difficult when like conflict happens or whatever, because I just, it just stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like just avoid it, which isn't good. And I, I do think Nana, our Nana was like that. Yeah. You know, my dad is kind of like that. My mom is definitely like that for sure, which they're brother and sister, your dad and my mom. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yep. you know, I think like as I get older, I actually, you know, I always thought I was more like my mom, which I am on the surface level of things. Like I'm very type A and very organized. I think in a very methodical and logical way and blah, blah, blah. But I think the more deep rooted things, I'm more like my dad. I, ha- I unfortunately can be somewhat passive aggressive. Um, I can, I kind of, not that I shy away from conflict. I will stand up for myself eventually, but I get pushed around a lot, you know? Mm. Um, so these are the things I've kind of discovered about myself really in the last year. Mm. And so that's who I was, you know, lost as a mom and a wife and, you know, kind of avoiding conflict and quieting my voice in the name of keeping the peace. Um, and that was just damaging for all of us. Yeah. Um, For my kids, my husband, my parents, you know, so it's like you always say, kindness is, what is it? Honesty is, is kind or clear is kind. Yeah, exactly. Clear is kind. And it's so interesting to hear. And, And I remember you sharing with me once so vulnerably that you, you almost reflecting back felt like a doormat. And I remember you saying recently, like, I am not a doormat just for people to walk all over. And like seeing you and hearing you say that was like, yes, that's my girl, you know? But it's so interesting because yeah, it's true. We do get um, this idea of conflict, right? This idea of if I speak my mind, it's going to lead to uncomfortable feelings, right? It's going Mm -hmm. to lead to uh, different people dealing with emotions in different ways. And of course, you and your husband were raised very differently and had different experiences growing up. So I'm sure there was a little bit of that fear of that aggression. And, and I can speak on that because in my childhood, in my life, I learned to deal with anger and sadness through aggression. So it was like, raised voices and like an outward expression of all of these emotions which I wouldn't necessarily, again, I I don't like to categorize things as good and bad. Mm -hmm. However, if you're in a partnership with someone, which uh, I would say your husband is with you. And of course I am with my husband, you, you, Pam and my husband are very similar in that it's, it's a very different approach to emotions. (laughs) It's, it's very much more like 
let's just all talk about this. Like, let's just take a deep breath. We don't have to yell and scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that has kind of been part of my journey, but I can also see how even in my relationship as well, it's, um, it's probably, it adds to that feeling of, well, why would I want to voice my opinion if this person is just going to react in this certain way? So I'm really curious about how, number one, how did you start finding your voice and really coming to that understanding that, you know what, clear is kind, being direct, being straight up and just express, expressing your emotions, expressing your desires in the end is actually healthy, not only for you, but also for your entire family unit. Like you mentioned, your kids and your parents were also affected by this uh, very tight, I mean, not only within yourself, but of course, also with your husband, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you think that that journey started for you where you started finding your voice? And I would also add, an, I want to circle back around to its connection with your physical health and wellness, but was there something before that? Or what did that process kind of look like for you where you really just started stepping away from this feeling of being a doormat to like, no more? So what ended up happening is I had my daughter um, last year. Last year? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like can't keep track of time. I know. None <laughs> of us can. got me all like messed up. I so know. <laughs> last year, I, um, so May 2019, I had my daughter and that was after suffering two miscarriages. And I'm thinking this is going to be my fairy tale baby. Everything's going to be beautiful. And I get to stay home with her. I don't have to rush back to work. And like, this is going to be wonderful. And it, it kind of was, but um, something was off between my husband and I. And what I didn't realize at the time, I always knew he struggled with anxiety. Um, but I did not realize how serious his depression was because depression isn't just like, Oh, I just want to lay around or like I'm crying all the time. It could be like lack of motivation, not being able to follow through on things. Um, And especially he's a guy, you know, and given his, his childhood trauma, like anger and aggression, like you said. Yeah. And those societal pressures as well to quote unquote, be a man and like not be emotional and to suppress all those feelings. That's a whole nother cousin coffee chat we'll have to talk about. (laughs) Oh, definitely. So anyway, his grandmother had passed away the previous fall and I, and she raised him for most of his life. And so I knew, I knew that was impactful However, I was pregnant, and so he didn't want to upset me, mm. uh, especially that I'd suffered two miscarriages before. He didn't want to throw anything in there to make it worse. And so, unfortunately, he was stuffing his feelings down. Um, and long story short, it ended up blowing up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, r- basically, like a few weeks after I had Letty. And... Um, it was just, it felt literally like, like being broadsided. It felt like it came out of nowhere, but like, if I was really being honest, it didn't just come out of nowhere. Mm. You know, um, I had just gotten used to him being moody. I had just gotten used to him being distant. I got used to him not talking to me. I got used to him just shutting down. Like our entire marriage, we would go through ups and downs like that. And I just got used to it. Yeah. 
Can I just add on that sentence right there too, if you don't mind? It's so similar to our physical symptoms in our body, right? It's like, we just get used to having those chronic headaches. We just get used to feeling pregnant after we eat because the blow is so intense. We just get used to the rashes that we have. You know, we just write it off as like, oh, this is just my normal. You know, that chronic fatigue, that um, acid reflux. It's like, oh, this is just this is just my normal. This is just my norm. So sorry, I just wanted to parallel that, right? Because the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. And when we start to brush things under the rug as just this is normal, Mm -hmm. it's amazing because human beings are adaptable. Like we are adaptable and resilient AF, right? So we will Mm -hmm. be resilient and we will adapt to the circumstances that we are living in. And we are here, Pam and I, for all of the (laughs) listeners are here to tell you, honey, that is not normal. It is not normal. And, and just to go on that journey is not always easy, but yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Right. It is worth it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just, I mean, that's, was our normal, you know, at the time and, and coulda, shoulda, woulda, would I have changed anything? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I was a different person, you know, like Mm -hmm. I feel as though, maybe our, maybe we wouldn't still be together. Maybe our marriage wouldn't be as solid. You know, like I, I, I shy away from being like, oh, I wish I could change this or that because we wouldn't be where we are today if it, if it weren't. Of course. So um, everything really blew up in, after Letty was born a few weeks later and it was very difficult, very difficult. Um, it was like, I, we thought, we're going to get separated. We're going to get a divorce. Like I'm not happy. I I want out. I don't want to be accountable to you anymore. And I've not been happy for a long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, that being said to me, which felt like it came out of left field at the time. Um, I was like, what? Like I've served you hand and foot. Yeah. Yeah. for these last nine years. And I haven't voiced what I wanted or how I feel because I didn't want to upset you. I gave you two children and I'm in the most vulnerable time of my life and you don't want to be accountable to me anymore? Like, <laughs> like that's when the light bulb went off. It's like, I felt as though I did everything right. Yeah. Two plus two equals four. Like I was a good wife. I did my best to keep the peace. I did my best to honor my husband and this and that. And I still ended up in this dysfunctional place I was trying to avoid. I still ended up there. So something has to change. Something has to change. (laughs) And that's when I really realized like so much of my identity and worth and everything was tied up into me being a wife and a mom and like, if I do everything right, I can avoid heartache and I'm, I'm valuable. And it's like, no, it rains on the just and the unjust and mm. things happen and it's how you respond and how you react. And I think probably the biggest thing um, for me that I've learned because I go to therapy is that I am not responsible for someone else's feelings. Yeah. I love that. And I think as empathic beings, we so often think that we are, and this is a very interesting topic that I actually have with my clients often because it's it's this 
it's this idea that kind of comes back to two main topics, control and trust, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's almost like, can I trust that this person who's going through their emotions can figure it out on their own? And Mm -hmm. if I don't control the situation, the world's going to just combust. And I always bring it back to the example of like, you know, a newborn baby who's learning how to walk about Letty's age now, right? Just over a year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, if I could control the situation in her life, I would want to carry her forever to help avoid the bumps and aches and pains of her falls along the way. But by robbing her of that opportunity to learn how to walk, she'll never learn how to walk. (laughs) If I don't Mm -hmm. trust that she knows how to figure out how to walk, and and, if we're comparing it to emotions, like if I don't trust for example, that this person that I love in my life has the ability to navigate these challenging emotions. And I'm just trying to control the whole thing. I, you know, I take on that responsibility, then I'm actually robbing them of their experience. And I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine carrying a child their whole life? No, that would literally be impossible. You can't carry a human being on their back their whole life. But if you rob them of the opportunity to learn how to walk, knowing along the way, they're going to fall. They're going to bump their head. They're going to get scrapes on their knees. Like that's part of the process mm-hmm. that we can't rob them of. So it's, it's a really interesting self-reflection. And, you know, I, I'd love to also circle back around to that. Like, so at this time, you kind of had this like awakening, like, my gosh, mm-hmm. I've done everything right. And I still haven't been able to avoid these hardships. So what am I going to do? You know, it seems to me, like you said, you were kind of taking on the responsibility of someone else's emotions. Simultaneously, you were learning how to take accountability for your own well-being. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. So what ended up happening, obviously, um, that caused me to be extremely depressed, extremely anxious. My world as I knew it was completely turned upside down overnight. Everything I thought was true and was a foundation in my life was literally like ripped from right underneath. It felt like a rug being taken out from underneath me. And so, you know, as the weeks are going on, I mean, it's interesting too, because as I look back, I'm like, he never left. We always slept in the same bed, (laughs) you know? So like, there was always like, there was a constant that consistent like he wanted to be here he just had so much trauma that was boiling up from his childhood and things that he didn't talk about and all this stuff and that's his story he'd be an amazing person to talk to about that but um and I'm extremely proud of him and how far he has come and the work that he has done um personally it's really incredible so inspiring it really is we'll have to have him on the show because I don't have many I don't have Bye. many. Yeah, I don't have many men. Yeah. So for all yeah. the listeners here, sorry about that. I would but love that. Yeah. Would, it would be great. Yep. So anyway, so as the weeks are going on, I'm just like going downhill pretty fast. And yes. don't forget, I have a four-year-old at the time. I have a newborn. Yeah. My parents are getting concerned. Um, and so at their encouragement, I decided to join a gym. Um, that my dad goes to for his Parkinson's and I started working out. I, which um, I know is also even a big thing for you. Cause I remember specifically at the time that anxiety was so intense that 
and I can almost picture that moment where you texted me like, I'm on the way to the gym and I'm also wanting to turn, I'm, I'm wanting to turn around because I'm, I'm so like anxious about even going there right now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I did text you. I was like, I don't know what it, I, and you know, looking back over my life, I always struggled yeah. with social anxiety. Sure. I did. And, and, and that would manifest itself. And I just wouldn't join things or I wouldn't do the things I wanted to do. Um, so I went and it was the best thing. I met the best people. I am super friendly with them now. Um, we, you know, due to COVID, we started working out, uh, via like virtual. And now we, even though we could like go join a gym, we just love it. We love yeah. each other. We push each other where that we support each other. We just keep doing it virtual. And then on Saturdays we get together. Yes. So that community, having that community around me of people that appreciated and liked me for me. I remember that second class that I came, there's this guy that, uh, you know, had been in the first class and he remember he said, hi, Pam, how's it going? And I was like, someone remembered my name. Like someone, I, I will never forget that because it felt, I was in such a broken place that the fact that someone took the time to find out my name and remember it and say, hi, how's it going? And like truly mean that I was just blown away by that. And isn't it amazing? The little things that you can do to positively affect someone's day and, and not even know it yeah. and not even know it. And I, right? I ended up telling him that months and months later. And he was like, Oh my yeah. gosh, like that wasn't even a big deal. I was like, no, you have no idea. Like how much, Yeah. when you feel worthless and like, a piece of crap basically and someone says hi and says your yeah. name like called you by yeah. name like that's just it's really powerful it's more powerful than people realize so it, so I met this great group of people and I also ended up doing the gut health reset cleanse with you yes which I'm so excited because that that community aspect is what I think is my favorite thing about this program and you know I, I just want to add to to what you were saying before we shift like I think that element of social anxiety is a very normal thing that I that I would venture to say at some point in time we all feel like re, we all feel that feeling of resistance to having to show up to an event or we all feel that feeling of like all right, I just have to show up or like, oh, I'm going to have to make small talk or oh, what if I like can't do this right or what, you know, whatever that feeling is that the story is in our mind. So what do you think was that pull for you? Was it almost just like there was no other option than just to show up? Yes, I think that I was just like, everything's gone to crap anyways. Let's just go for it, you know? <laughs> What's the way you got to laugh at? You know? Well, and you know, that's almost a good question to ask ourselves. So if you're in that like mind trap of your brain starting to tell you stories of like, well, this could happen and that could happen and that could happen. <clears throat> a good question to ask that I always even ask my clients is what is actually the fear here? Like what is the worst thing that could happen? Well, the worst thing that could happen is I don't know. I don't talk to anybody and maybe I like mess up the moves and people think I look dumb and all right. Now, is that even that so bad? And would you venture to say there's probably someone else in that class who probably also doesn't know the moves? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when we can kind of zoom out of that like mind trap of the stories in our mind that are keeping us stuck in this anxious loop, which can be very challenging to do without 
support and a community and a coach and a therapist and friends, you know, like, and pastors and family members and, and all our community of people. So taking a step forward here, I'm super excited to chat with you about, because I do kind of feel like the timing of the gut reset for you was really important because you also suffered from physical ailments as well. So of course, as like, the in-house gut health guru. It's like really exciting for me to look at your transition because the mental stuff and the physical stuff that you are experiencing, I mean, the gut brain axis is very, very real. So while you were also going through these like crazy life things, you were experiencing anxiety and depression. You were also having symptoms of IBD and IBS. Correct? Yes. So what ended up happening actually after my son was born was, uh, somewhat of a similar, like it was a similar stressful situation. And directly yeah. after that, I ended up having these um, IBD uh, symptoms. So that started in 2015. Um, they're calling it IBD because I guess I show signs of both Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, um, but I'm more yeah. treated for the ulcerative colitis because that seems to be like more the issue. Um, and when they did they did an endoscopy and a colonoscopy and literally like, I remember the GI doctor saying like, she would just barely touch the inside walls and it would bleed. Like it, I was so inflamed. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. And that was five years ago. So then last year, you know, going through this, uh, yes, I started, you know, um, not having regular bowel movements, you know, the nervous stomach all the time. And, um, but then, you know, once I started working out, that was helpful, obviously, especially for my yeah. mental state. Um, yeah. but then coupling that with the gut health reset cleanse, because I felt what happened was as I was working out, I was like, this is great, but it really doesn't make sense to do this and not eat right. Or, or not at least be yeah. a little bit more mindful when I eat. Um, and one thing I do want to say quickly about community that's so important that you offer with your gut health reset cleanse and also the gym that I went to and the, the friends that I have made is we're not islands unto ourselves. So right. we need, we're create, we're communitive people. We need community. Um, if you're not close with your family, that's okay. Or, you know, you can find that, like you said, with, I have a therapist, I literally tell her, like, I tell you everything. I've never told another human being this, you know, it's sometimes, sometimes it's just so nice to have that person that doesn't know you or anybody else in your life. And you can truly just be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, so I'm like a big, big, like therapy is great and everybody needs yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that also having, you know, like I have you as a part of people call it their tribe, their crew, whatever you want to call it. We're not islands yeah. unto ourselves. We need, we need that support system in order to have success. You can do all the right things. You can work out, you can eat right. You can do all these things, but if you don't have that support, it's, it's only going to last you so long. Yes. 1000%. Cause it's, it's the, it's that motivation and inspiration, right? Like who, I mean, I don't want to go through something by myself. That doesn't even sound fun, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, I think with the gut reset and, and for anyone listening to this, by the time this episode launches, we will be in, uh, by the time this episode airs, we will be in launch week of the gut health reset. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more of the gut health reset, go to 
chelseahaynescoaching.com forward slash gut dash health dash reset. <laughs> and there is all of the information that you need to find there. And, you know, I think the, the important thing to know about this program, it's a four week program where you are not only supported by a community, but also with a certified health coach. Moi. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's important to know that this has been birthed from my heart and soul and the testimonies, the results, the shifts that people have experienced in their lives. I always explain it. This is like the jumping board for living their best mm -hmm. life. And is it a one-stop shop? Absolutely not. Is it a fad diet? For sure. No. Is it the answer to every single thing in your life? Most likely not. However, it is a perfect starting point. And what I feel so excited and passionate about it is because it is an inflammatory elimination protocol. So it's a healing protocol where for two weeks, we eliminate foods that are potentially flaring up your symptoms. So Pam, in your case, it was those IBD symptoms. Mm -hmm. And we were really just choosing organic whole foods. It is not um, a vegetarian protocol, but you can be vegetarian and still embark on it. Uh, if you eat meat and fish, great, you can still participate. And it's really just about eliminating the foods and the life stressors that are causing that inflammation. Just like what you said, when your doctor went in for that endoscopy and just barely touched your, your lining of your intestines, like the quality of your GI tract is a reflection of the quality of your life. It's a reflection of the serotonin levels that your brain is absorbing. So it's a direct reflection and correlation to anxiety and depression. Same with inflammatory markers. So if you have an autoimmune disease or if you are feeling like you are inflamed in your body, which we all know that feeling of like, I, I call them like sausage fingers, you know, or rashes on your skin or um, acid reflux, or like you said, that uh, nervous belly, right? That was a perfect explanation. It's that like anxious belly feeling where you're like, ooh, and just nervous about eating even the quote unquote healthy foods because I better have a toilet nearby or I might be buckled over in pain. Like I just don't know what's going to happen. So really finding the foods in your specific body that could be flaring up some of your symptoms, letting your body heal. Because if you have leaky gut, your food and those endotoxins are leaking into your bloodstream and causing a state of chronic inflammation because thank God, your immune system is doing what it's supposed to do. It's fighting off those foreign objects, but food is medicine. Food is not supposed to be toxins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if we don't take the time to eliminate those inflammatory markers and really for each individual person to learn what those inflammatory foods could be, because we're all so different, then we're just living in this constant state of stress, anxiety around food, probably sleep anxiety. We're not sleeping very often and we're getting anxiety about that. That's adding all to it. And then on top of it, we, because of all those things, we're living in this state of chronic stress and deprivation. Oh, I have to deprive myself of gluten and cheese and wine and coffee and all these things that I love when actually like, oh, maybe if I just take a deep breath and I create a healing container for myself within four weeks with a community, with the support of a coach, and implement that mindfulness and that intention back to not only my food, but also other practices in my life, right? I always like to say, Pam, that self-care is not just the bubble bath or the manicures. And though those things are nice, 
true self-care is about creating a lifestyle that we don't have to numb out. Mm, Yes. I love that. Right. So we're now creating a lifestyle where our quote unquote vices might be, they're more of like a mindful addition to our life, or they're like a fun opportunity to escape that we're doing it mindfully. Right. But we, again, we just get so used to this quote unquote normal. This is my norm. And I'm not interested in digging deeper into the emotions behind why am I binge eating ice cream at night? Well, maybe I want some more sweetness in my life and I'm not getting that from my partner. Mm-hmm. Why am I going towards that caffeine all day, every day? Well, because I'm having symptoms of chronic fatigue, but that just is my new normal. So I'm going for the quick fix. But I think taking that accountability and it's Pam, it's something I've seen you in your life and it's just really changed. I mean, you just recently embarked on a um, fitness competition, yeah. which I would say, I don't think that you would have ever in another world that would have never happened. No. And it was because instead of being a victim to your life circumstances, you chose to say, I'm going to be a victor. I'm going to take accountability for my well-being. I'm going to start moving my body intentionally every day. I'm going to start eating mindfully foods that are not adding to the symptoms that I'm experiencing every day. I'm going to incorporate some other self-care routines like dry skin brushing and tongue scraping and really up-level my life rather than just being that doormat, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than just being the person who's like, I'm just going to lay down here and let life walk all over me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take accountability here and I'm going to up-level and doing it with a community and with support is a non-negotiable. So Again, I'll get off of my like little box here, but I, I'm so excited about it because I've seen this transition in you and the timing of when you took that accountability to who you are now is mind-blowing. It's amazing. And the thing is you, you have witnessed it and it's not to say I've arrived. I have my rough days still, but right. at the end of the day, like even my husband's like, I like this you. I, I he's yes. like, like and even him, like he had to learn turned as it turned out like he wasn't sharing like how he really felt about certain things in our marriage or life or whatever because he would just shut down and get quiet you know because he didn't know how to communicate and and it turned out that I didn't I wasn't communicating how I felt I was quieting my voice so now like if if something comes up in between us it's delivering the truth and love right so it's, it, you can't just be a jerk when you're saying like, yeah. wait, there's a balance to it. A lot of times it's timing too. Sometimes I'll take a step back and I'll yeah. say, I need time to think, or like, if he'll say, what's wrong, something, you know, what's the matter? And I'll say, I, I don't want to talk about it right now. I need time. Cause sometimes I don't even know, like, I just have to think about it. Um, I have to process and figure out a way to communicate it. Uh, in a way that, because the point of it, the point to communicate it is to actually make progress and actually have solution. I love that. Not just like talk about it for the sake of just complaining about it, but really right. with the intention of moving forward and going somewhere with it. Exactly. And, and solving something, not start a fight, not fight to be right. I could be right all day, but if I'm burning bridges, what does that matter? You know? but also to live unapologetically. If I have said something that's true or how I feel, and I've said it in a a way that isn't attacking, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not gonna apologize that I made you feel 
you're in charge of how you feel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, amen. So that is a shift. And especially your fellow empath, it's, it's very, very hard to think in those terms, but it's, it's a daily like reconditioning my mind. And again, I go back to the codependency thing because, you know, I'm like reading on it a little bit just to get a little bit more understanding because obviously I don't want to be a codependent parent to my child, children. Mm. So I'm trying to understand this so that way I can nip it in the bud. And what, like, it, you know, some of the things I've read is like that martyr mentality. So you do, 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 you serve, serve, serve. And then you don't mean to, you may not even consciously do this, but you end up resenting it or you end up, oh, look, you know, I did this, this, and this, and you're going to act like that. Just like I, I had that thought with my husband, like, who are you to say you've not been happy with our marriage? I've done everything I can to keep you happy. You know what? That's how he was feeling. And for once, for the first time in nine years, he actually voiced, did it come out the right way? Nope. But... <laughs> But at least he was honest. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And therefore, yeah. look, look at the fruit. Again, do I wish it came out and was dealt with in a different way? Absolutely. Do I wish I didn't have to go through what I went through? Absolutely. But would I be here? Would I be fighting where I am? Would I be strong? Like I had a false sense of strong before. Now I'm like, you know what? This is who I am and I'm not going to live apologetically. Mm. you know and so and it, that goes for for attitude personality as well as fitness and eating I like if I have a bowl of ice cream I'm not gonna be apologetic about that I'm not gonna feel bad about that but I can know yeah. that I'm probably gonna get a stomach ache later and I'm not gonna be like geez I don't know why I have a stomach ache you know like so I can be yeah. fully aware that's what I love about the gut health reset cleanse is that it's not a yeah. diet it's a lifestyle and it's not like it's not like I feel like, oh, I can't have this or that. Like, I'm just like, I'd rather not have the sugar because I know that it's going to give me a little bit of an upset stomach. Or yeah. I can have a little bit of sugar, but that's it. I'm not going to have, so I just make more mindful choices. Isn't it amazing when we mindfully enjoy something, how different it is than when we just go into like a blind binge on something and then feel victimized? by it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we start to punish ourselves with militant exercise because, oh my gosh, I just ate that whole thing of ice cream. Now, listen, I love ice cream. There's nothing inherently wrong with ice cream. But like you said, it's this, the, what's the intention? Am I blindly numbing out? And then the next morning when I wake up and feel inflamed and swollen, am I going to go punish myself with militant exercise? Or can it just be an opportunity to become aware of what I'm feeling, to make mindful choices for myself, to up-level during the healing container, of course, because that's the intention. That is the jumping pad to be able to create a mindful life. Like it's literally the LLC of my business is a mindful life. And that's what it is all about is creating this all and more, this abundant lifestyle where we're not having to live in either or. We're not having to sacrifice fun for quote unquote health, right? We're not having to in, indulge and then beat ourselves up. It's not either or. It's really about creating this all and more abundant lifestyle. And Pam, I have seen you create it in your life. I'm so grateful for your vulnerability today. And um, hopefully this inspires anyone listening to this today to 
you know, take charge. And like you said, I, I, I just, I picture you on the way to the gym that day. And it might be for anyone listening to this, it's like, okay, yes, this is going to be an investment in my time, in my money, in my energy, in my effort. But the rewards, like you said, the fruit is so sweet on the other side. Yes, so it's so worth it. Exactly. So if I can get over those little stories in my mind of, ooh, this investment, this, or, or this time that, or whatever it is that's keeping me playing small, that victim mentality of, ooh, I can't speak up because this or that. Clear is kind. And it starts with being honest with ourselves. Like, you know, like you said, there were times like the reason why we were feeling a certain way, you said it right at the beginning of this chat was, you said, if I'm being honest with myself, this wasn't out of nowhere, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like life builds up to a certain precipice where something just breaks eventually. And, and I'm here to encourage anyone listening to this to remember, like, you don't have to get to that, like total burnout state. You don't have to get to that state of like, my marriage is failing and I'm totally burnt out. And my health is like, it's, it's too hard to even comprehend shifting and changing, but you can start making small changes now and doing it with a community and up-leveling in that certain container is the easiest way to get there, I would venture to say. <laughs> oh, it is. And one thing I would like to share too is uh, I had a follow-up earlier this year and I said to my GIA doctor, I said, um, please don't be mad at me. I um, cut my medicine in half. <laughs> Amazing. He's like, okay. He's like, I'm not mad at you. Let's talk about it. He's like the most amazing doctor. I love it. He's like, talk to me. Like what's going on? So I, I, I shared with him about my fitness. I shared with him about the gut um, health reset cleanse and how like, I really feel it's most, most of my issue, I believe is sugar and like too concentrated of dairy. Yeah. And so um, you know, I was like, Which we learned after you did the program. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I said, I really feel as though, cause I was taking two pills twice a day. And I said, I really feel as though I can just take two pills. Mm. Really? I feel like I can take none, but <laughs> I, I didn't want to give him any more gray hair, but uh, I said, well, we'll do this in steps. So he goes, okay. He's like, you know, my main thing is, and I understand coming from, you know, his, his mindset of, of being a caretaker is. I don't want to see you get to the point where you do become super inflamed. And yeah. then now we've got a huge issue to correct and whatever. Right. So I understand that. So we agreed to do that, to cut it in half, take two pills once a day, as opposed to twice a day. So, you know, with, in my mind, the goal of eventually, Wait. I don't care. I'll call, keep checking in with him. You know what I'm saying? Totally. But the goal for me is to just fully come off of that and just manage it as I go. Amazing, Pam. And that, you know, doing like weaning off of medicine as a bigger goal here is super inspiring and doing it with your healthcare provider. You've done it the right way. You've, you've taken accountability. You've changed your life. You've sought out a therapist. You've sought out community. You've done what you've had to do and the work is paying off. So we will round this episode out with that note and that celebration for you that you are on the way to hitting that goal. Congrats. Yay. And thank <laughs> you. You've been there every step of the way. I remember you were the first person that I told of like what was going on, like before my parents, like before anybody knew. And I, you were there and you didn't judge Pedro. You didn't judge me. Like, and you, your words of wisdom, everything. You've been awesome. 
it's been an honor and thank you so much for trusting me on the journey and it's it, you know it's the same for my clients as well it's I, I truly feel that God is, has given me a gift of I don't know otherworldly wisdom and uh, you know of course life experiences that were tough but have led me to that and then just the ability to hold space in a curious and loving way I'm so grateful for it thank you Pam thank you valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages. Smartphones make it super easy these days. Or if you're feeling really creative, pop a screenshot of the episode into your Instagram stories and send it on over to that person in your life who might need this boost of inspiration today. Don't forget to tag the podcast handle Let's Start Health and my personal account, The Yogi Yachty, so we can have all the fun connecting, building community, and sharing all the things. Thank you again, and remember, be curious and unwavering on this journey to health.